By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Sorry about that. I was turned my pot down. Hi, everyone. You're listening to BS Dot Show. We're off to a great start. Um, I am Shelly. He is Brad. And sometimes he's Brad and I'm Shelly. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway, today is Break the Format Friday. We're going to play songs. We're going to put you in a good mood, tap your toes, and get you ready for the weekend. Brad will be along soon. He's out probably listening to another station and he'll be back. So, I mean, just um, do the whole thing. I'm sorry. I mean, just do the whole thing. No, he wants me to do the whole thing. That's not going to happen. Don't piece part match it together. (laughs) They've been a pee. Okay. So Brad's on the, on the board and he's playing again, like a, like a four year old child. Congratulations, um, buddy. He's a man child. I'm but he's a good man child. Where you can't get out. Congratulations, butthead. Indeed. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. I just know (laughs) that the monkeys throw poo at you. Thank you for that, Brad. All we want to do is... That's one of my favorites right there. <laughs> That's probably because it's about you. <laughs> what? That's all he wants to do is me, 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 me. Well, good morning to you, Shelly. We've made it through another week. Friday. Yeah, we well, did. actually, we're only, we're only five sevenths. Well, actually, at this point, I guess we're still really like four sevenths way through the week because, you know, there are weekends. And I know you uh, usually go to Portofino on the weekends or. Or where, where's your usual hideout? You go, you go to Mexico anymore because of all the crap that's been going on down in Mexico. Normally, you take um, your your Golf G four, your Gulfstream G four, go down to, uh, um, go down to the, to. Oh, just like Air Force Ones. <laughs> right. Oh my God! All sorts of stuff to talk about today. We'll talk about which is in some ed- areas. Matter of fact, those who are listening on off on crap, we're on two stations: crap and Westplex one hundred seven one. The crap listeners may be going like, "Wow, he's going to talk about the Hoffman thing last night in Channel 4. Did you see that? No. Yeah. It, about three, four-minute kind of deal. What was it about? Well, I don't know. It, it, well, clearly the Hoffmans, but... Uh, about how they're, they don't pay their bills. I mean, essentially... What? Yeah, they don't pay their bills. Essentially, that they, they hire all these people to do things, and then they don't pay them. And matter of fact, one of the people on the thing is Tony Frisella Jr., who I know because the Frisellas used to be advertising on the, on the station, but then they got to be big time, and uh, actually they, they, they have a location now, uh, at least they, they do a lot of commercial landscaping, a lot of very high-end landscaping, and that's one of the issues. Supposedly, they landscaped the Hoffman's new house that they bought in St. Albans, and they never got paid. So, you know. Why did he do that? They own Hillerman's. Well, at this time they didn't. This is like oh, this is okay. going back sometime. So I mean, you know, once again, it's to the point where see, there's a theory I have about the whole deal with the Hoffmans. The deal is okay. that and I almost hate to say this, but I don't think they care about the local people. And the reason I say that is because 
they keep talking about the fact that they're trying to make Augusta into the next Napa Valley. Well, guess what? Napa Valley doesn't make money from visitors, from the people who come from 20 miles away. They come from, they make money from people coming from our area, where people get on a plane and they fly to California. Hey, let's go to Napa Valley. You know, that kind of a thing. And that's what they're trying to do. So I don't think they really care about you or me or anybody in Washmo or St. Charles or Augusta or Jefferson County or St. Louis County. I just don't think they care because, you know, they're billionaires. They got tons of money. What do they care if we're mad at them? You know, and they'll just go, <laughs> hey, as they, as they, as they take off in their private jet and they look down at us, little ants, they'll go, oh, those poor people. Oh, those poor people. Look at them. Look at us. We're flying around in our private plane and they're down on the ground riding on their bicycles. Oh, life is good for us and life's terrible for them. I just don't think they care. Yeah, but we like fat bottom girls. <laughs> Where did I say fat bottom girls? Oh, on the bicycle. You bicycles. Bicycles. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that's a, that's a stretch. It's <laughs> a- not. Anyway. Uh, it's like six degrees. It's much warmer than that. I think it's like 45 or something like that. No. Six degrees of separation. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Oh, boy, man, you are you are on it this morning, man. You are just, woohoo. Oh, I said it wrong. It's actually 37. It got cold last night. Winds, it did. Windy, too. You know, my windows were rattling. I mean, so, you know, so my windows were rattling, so I just had to turn up the radio in the car, and that way I could sleep. <laughs> In your van down by the river, right? It's pretty bad when your car windows rattle. When the, you know that's when you know you got a you got a real a real a real hoopty. You know when you're in your sitting in your car, you're trying to sleep, and your car windows rattle. Because normally they don't rattle unless the car's in real bad shape. But that's a whole other story. Uh, lots of other stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, crazy things going on still in the city of St. Louis. You know, once again. Our station, you can't even pick either of our stations up in the city of St. Louis. We are geofence signals. St. Charles County, yep, sounds great. West St. Louis County, Chesterfield, Wildwood, yep, you hear our stations pretty well. Uh, but once you get eh, like east of 141, we're pretty much gone. And because of that, uh, we shouldn't even care about the city. But once again, as Mike Elam and Steve Elman from St. Charles County government have pointed out that um, – we're all part of that big thing called St. Louis. Now, I know people who well, live in Cottleville or live in, in, in New Haven. Guess what? You're in the St. Louis area. And when crap hits the fan in the city, it splatters all over the place. Hey, boy, that's a good analogy, isn't it? When crap hits the fan in the city, it splatters all over the place. Anyway, um, you know, the Kim Gardner thing, more stuff about that. It's just like, does that What ever... does she keep on doing or not doing Well, it's... besides her not doing her job? I, I don't know. I mean, you read, there. we know we had, we had uh, earlier in this week, we had Mark McCluskey on because he's being drugged through the mud again. He's in the national spotlight because of Kim Gardner I... again. Uh, you know, and once again. Why is he being drugged through the mud again? Because they're now bringing up his case as, okay, she can prosecute. Uh, she can prosecute Eric Greitens. They're they're bringing up the fact that you know she went after Eric Greitens. Pro- she can prosecute the governor. She can prosecute Mark McCluskey. And I think he even said that, and in the interview we had with him, I have to listen to again that she jumped over six thousand cases, murders, rapes, armed robberies to prosecute him for protecting his property. Remember, I think he said that. And when you yes. think about that, it is sort of interesting because of the fact that like he didn't kill anybody. He didn't shoot anybody. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't rob anybody. He's just sitting on his house, you know, on his on his porch with his wife on a 
well, I think it was like a Sunday or something like that, on a nice Sunday afternoon, and she's dressed in stripes, and he's dressed as Mr. Pinky, and all of a sudden these people break through their gate and their private little gated subdivision, or little gated wherever they live, you know, fancy schmancy area, and they live in this beautiful, restored, let's call it a mansion, because that's what it is, and they're afraid for their lives. And you know what? I have to tell you. I mean, think about that for a minute. If you have, like, a place, like, let's say let's say you have a place out in the country. You had a place down in Branson, right? Yes. Okay, if all of a sudden you and your husband were sitting on the deck and all of a sudden 200 people go walking through your property because you're in the middle of nowhere, wouldn't you go, like, what's going on? Wouldn't you, like, be somewhat concerned, right? Um. More than somewhat. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, like, okay, what's going on here? It's like we talked about this crazy thing going on in Atlanta with the the Antifa people, you know, protesting down there. It's like bizarre. It's like they figured 150 of them showed up the other day, chased the police out of the construction site where they're building this thing called, well, it's not really called that. It's what everybody refers to it as. It's called the Atlanta, you know, First Responders Developmental Institute or something crazy thing like that. Everybody calls it Cop City. And they're building this place uh, to, and essentially it's not just for police, it's police, fire, fire, paramedics, stuff like that. It's for first responders. And there's these protesters, and they arrested a bunch of them. And I think they arrested like 30 of them, and two of them are from Atlanta. Everybody else is from some other state, or two of them were from out of the country. Now, think about that for a minute. How can... How can what? Go ahead. How can someone out of the country... They're professional protesters, what they are. Yeah, I, I know that. I mean, there's it's it's that's what they were doing here in St. Louis. Right. It's the it's the Ferguson thing. Rent a cop. Yes. You know, rent. Uh, it's not rent a cop. Rent a rent a protester. You know. And once again, these people. Rap. Yeah, rent a pro. Yeah, we've got the station for you. K rent a protester. Uh, K R A P. So you know, one of those things. Anyway, us uh, other stuff to talk about, and I'm going to ask you this point blank: Have you done anything to prepare yourself for baseball season? Which is like, well, month or wait, not even a month anymore. It's like two or three weeks, I think. Nothing whatsoever in the least. Do you even care about that? I Beyond... don't, but I'm not a sports fanatic. Okay, you do care, but you don't. But you don't really care. Correct. Okay. Do you care about the fact that our new soccer team has won their first two games, which is supposedly unusual because of the fact that usually when you have like an expansion team, they usually sort of suck. And this team's turned out to be pretty decent, at least for their first two games. Do you care about that? Mm, no, but I um, I respect it. <laughs> do you? Do you? And I think they're trying hard. Do you? Do you care about the fact that the Hooters are going to be back at at uh, what is it? T R Hughes. I still call T R Hughes hard, uh, Field, Car Shield Field, whatever they call it now. Uh, Mike Carter Field. You, you are you excited about the Hooters being back again this year? Well, first of all, it's the Hoots. Oh, the oh, you the know, Hoots. like you are such right. a uh, okay, and um. I feel good. I knew that you would now. Where did that come from? <laughs> I feel good about it. Oh, okay. I get it. You're sending me code. I get it. Okay. Uh, speak wh- Shelly, Brad. Remember who you're talking to. Hold on. Speak Shelly. Let me think. How do I speak Shelly? Woohoo! Oh, could that be it? I mean, just do the whole thing. Could that be it? Don't piece part match it together. Could that be it? They've been a pita. Could that be it? I'm going to lock the doors where you can't get out. Could this be it? All we want to do is... Could this be it? If you're drunk, nothing is better than biscuits and gravy from Denny's. 
Is that how you speak? True. Is that how you speak, Shelley? <laughs> yes, that is how you speak, Shelley. Okay, it's six twenty-seven. Yep. It is the BS show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 6.33, Friday morning. It is going to be a beautiful day. Sun's going to come out. It's going to be like 80 degrees this afternoon. Can't wait. Hold That's it. not true. It's <laughs> the wrong forecast. Yeah. I'm kidding. Wrong, wrong region. I knew that was the wrong forecast. I was just trying to make you feel good about the fact that it's now 37, it's cold, it's windy, and you know. A cold gray bucket to suck. Whatever you say, Shelly, whatever you say. That's Shelly's favorite saying she always uses. It is. Yeah. Um, what was I going to talk about here? i got to pull something up here really quick. You can tell I'm prepared. Okay. No, that's not what I want to look it's at. It's impressive. Um, what's impressive? That you're so prepared. Yeah, right. I wish that were the case. Um, Me too. Oh, we talked about yesterday. We talked about the Buster Murdoch thing. And um, it's interesting. People are still following that because I had a couple of people contact me on that talk about how, how I mean, it's just sort of bizarre that it seems like the whole family, I, I think what it comes down to is if you sort of look at the whole thing, I think it's just a family of privilege, you know, that just their hot stuff in the county, you know, they've, they're, they're and, and which is interesting because of the fact that, that, I don't know if you knew this or not, but the, the Murdaws for decades have been like the Kim Gardner of that area, did you know? Did you know what I'm? Did you know that? I I did not. Yes, that was what they were. They were like, but apparently, you know, because everybody has different rules and different different states and different municipalities. Apparently, it's they're like elected, but they've been elected for like years and years and years and years and years. And like, I think his originally his great grandfather was the original, whatever you call prosecutor. There's a different term they use down there, and he's the one that you know essentially throws people in jail. So. Everybody's sort of afraid of them because if you cross them, you get thrown in jail, whether you did it or not. At least that's what people are saying. So anyway, the Buster thing is he's the son who's still surviving, and now he's being considered that he murdered someone. And and I won't give the details of the person who told me about this yesterday. I didn't know this, but the plot thickens that supposedly this is like uh, this is like what Buster's friend from high school and supposedly Buster's not the smartest tool in the drawer and he this guy was real smart and he was helping him with his homework and stuff like that and they got to be spend a lot of time together because he was helping with his schoolwork and then it turns out that the guy's gay so apparently everybody was saying oh Buster's gay Buster's gay and he got mad at this guy and that's supposedly what they're saying is he murdered him that's what they say now has he not been in the the vicinity in the, in the past couple of weeks or months? No, no. This happened like four or five years ago. Oh, this, oh. Yeah, this is... This so is, nobody's seen this man since? Well, no. You know, no. The, the, the They found the guy. See, that's the controversy. They found the oh, guy... Oh, they found the men, gentleman dead. Yes. They found him on a county road. And, and apparently, you know, when the police showed up, the Murdoch's showed up and go, oh, hit by a car, hit by a car. You can tell he's hit by a car. But he didn't have any injuries. We talked about this. You know, because yeah. once again, when you, get, when you get hit by a car, you know, you get bruised very badly. Yes, you do. I mean, matter of fact, and, and the other crazy thing is they said, I know this, we talked about this yesterday, but I'll mention one other thing. Unfortunately, I saw this personally where you come out of your shoes Literally, your shoes, you're, you're, you just literally come out of your shoes. And supposedly, even if you have, like, work boots that are, like, you know, laced up, the force of you being hit by a car and, you know, all of a sudden your body accelerates from zero 
to however fast the car is going, like say let's say the car is going 50, your body accelerates from zero to 50, and it literally pulls you out of your shoes. Now, how do I know this? Here's my goofy story, which is a very sad story. One night, I go out to dinner at, of all places, White Castle there on Highway K. You know where the White Castle is right there? This little shopping center that's got, you know, there's a... Uh, there's a, a how can anybody miss it? Okay, you know where I'm talking about, right there on Highway K. I do. About, eh, what, about a mile, mile and a half south of 70. It's on the east side of K. And, well, I can't remember all the stores in there. There's a, I think there's a Bread Co. in there, and there's a... Um, what else is in there? There's uh, Oh Charlie's and and it's, I think it's a Target or something like that. Okay, so I'm coming out of that shopping center, and I'm at the traffic lights. In other words, I'm I'm on the exit from the shopping center. I'm at the traffic light. I'm the first car in line at the traffic light, and the light's red, and traffic's going north and south on Highway K at 40, 45 miles an hour, or whatever. And it was probably about yeah, it was in the summer. It's probably you know close to being dark. You know, but wasn't dark yet. You know, it was sort of like that twilight kind of thing. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a kid run across the southbound lanes. And, you know, since I'm at the traffic light there, I'm like right, you know, the, the northbound lanes are closer to me. And I see, I go, man, man, he's running, you know, running through traffic. And as he runs, and he just keeps running, and he runs across the northbound lanes right in front of me, and a minivan hits him. And, and I mean, and the minivan was going 40 miles an hour. And oh my. he just went up in the air, literally up in the air, came down on the ground right in front of my car. I mean, this happened like, you know, if you, if you, you know, I mean, I literally opened the door of my car and I walked 15 feet and I'm there and I'm in the middle of traffic lane. Now, the problem is the light was still green. So I stand there. And I like, and there's cars coming, and here he's just laying in the ground, motionless the whole bit. I'm waving, and probably finally the car stop. So I go over, and thank goodness there was like a lady who saw the same thing. She runs out of her car. She's a nurse. You know, we know we're not gonna not gonna flip him over, you know, because of back injuries and things like that. And he was unconscious at first, and then he starts, you know, stirring, you know, like, uh, you know, like that kind of a thing. And the thing I noticed was his shoes were essentially in the spot where he got hit by the minivan. And the poor lady that hit him, she pulls over and she comes out just like distraught, crying. Oh my God, you know, what did I do? And it wasn't her fault because the kid ran right in front of her. And, and I mean, he was in bad shape. And the story gets even worse because of the fact that you know, ambulance show up and they shut down Highway K and then they decide, the SCAD people show up and they decide, you know what, he's in pretty bad shape. We need to call in the medevac ship we need to call in the arch helicopter whatever they call it nowadays and they landed right there in the parking lot so as the helicopter is approaching this woman comes out of nowhere across the street and she's got her hands up on her face and she's crying it's her son and 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 what happened they had a little problem at home and she she grounded him and sent him to his tennis sent it to his room. He's like 13, 14 year old kid. Sent him to his room, and he climbed out the window and says, "I'm leaving home." And he was you know running away, running away from home. Lived in a subdivision not too far from there, and had run through the subdivision, come out in Highway K. I don't know where he's going, but got hit by the car. And and I I know 
to the point where looking at him, because I was right there, you know, me and this nurse are right there with him. You know, once again, she was like, you know, don't, don't touch him, don't touch him. You know, because, you know, they waited for the paramedics to get there first, the SCAD people, you know, put him on a backboard and then they transferred him to the helicopter. But his clothes were ripped, you know? I mean, you know, it was, it was bizarre because you're thinking like, whoa, look at this. His pants were ripped. His, his shoes were still out in the middle of the street, you know, where were, like. Were they scorched? No, 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 no. What do you mean scorched? Like they were like was smoking. Oh, so he was. Never mind. No, he. I mean, never mind. When he when he got hit, you know, he just got literally pulled out of his shoes. Okay. And they weren't like you know high tops or anything like that, but you could tell they were still tied. They were like you know like Nikes, Adidas, or something like that. You know, they they were like a you know a, a court shoe, sport shoe, whatever you want to call it. You know, sneaker. You know, whatever. You know, workout shoe, whatever. You know, your typical Adidas, Nike kind of stuff. And it was just like wow. You know, and, and once again, he got hit at like 40 because the lady, you know, she's crying. I wasn't speeding. I wasn't speeding. And the cops came and, you know, and I, man, I felt sorry for her because of the fact that that is something that unfortunately she's going to live with for the rest of her life where she was in the wrong place at the wrong time, doing nothing wrong, doing everything right, driving along Highway K, doing the speed limit, you know, bango boingo. She puts this guy up on her hood, and it was sort of a bizarre... I mean, you know how when you, things like that happen, you sort of recollect them in slow motion? I can still see him flying over the top of her van. I mean, like, mm. when she hit him, and he just sort of crumpled, and I think he... I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he broke her windshield because he hit, you know, his, his, his body hit her windshield as he's going over. But then he went over the top of the car and landed right in front of me. Phew, man. That's crazy stuff, you know. I mean, it really is. But but they're um, but they're pointing so tragic. They're pointing out that this kid, this friend of Buster Murdoch, uh, had none of those injuries. He just had a massive head wound, like blunt trauma, and he didn't have any. And they and and supposedly the police, you know, that, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about exhuming his body, and they're also talking about exhuming the body of the of the of their housekeeper, who was also killed. You know mysteriously at the Murdoch house. They say that I first I heard that she fell down the steps. Now they're saying, cause they got all these goofy dogs. Now they're saying the dogs, you know, I mean, you got big dogs. So you can imagine this, the dogs, yes. the dogs ran at her and tripped her up and she fell over and whacked her head and was, and died. I mean, you know, you know how dogs, sometimes big dogs. I can see that happening because right, our right. two dogs, one of them is bigger than me if he stands on his hind legs, but he's too big to do that. But um, I, he, I can understand that. He can't walk on his hind legs and do tricks and things like that? Hey, hey, get this. No, he's too big. Get, get this. Hey, hold it up in the air. Hey, get this. David likes to have big, big dogs. <laughs> that's Like what she, huge, that's like what, tall and wide. That's what she said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she did say that. Okay. <laughs> we have to take a break. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you laughing no, at? Nothing. <laughs> Okay, we have to take a break. It is what time is it, Shelly? Time for us to take a break. And that time 644. is 6:44. Thank you. Well, that's one of Shelly's favorite songs, right? It really is. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing that. That is Yelvis. They are. I don't know if they're still around or not. Uh, a two guys who do like an. Uh, they're like a Jimmy Kimmel type type of talk show in Norway, I believe it is. And that is what does the fox say? Which. It's some something to do with their show. I can't remember what it is. And the video is pretty funny if you watch the video. And that actually hit, I believe it hit the Billboard Hot 100 for a while. 
Um, I think it did. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like a number one song or anything like that, but still, it's what does the fox say? <laughs> and I can't remember. It had something to do with their show. There was something about a fox or something like that. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I don't who knows? Know. Who knows? Doesn't really matter. That song makes me smile. It makes you smile. It does. Uh, I think it's such a hoot. Whatever. It makes it makes it makes her smile. So that it can't be too bad if it makes her smile. Okay. Exactly. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. It is 651. It is a Friday morning. It is the second Friday of March. Hard to believe we're in the double digits in March. It's March 10th. Uh and you know what? I just realized yesterday. What? We go into daylight savings time. We do. Over the weekend. Now we spring Sup- forward. Supposedly, they still say this might be the last time. Yeah, that's what they've been saying, what, for the past 10 years? Well, they passed this bill in the Senate, uh, and it, of all crazy things, it passed unanimously, unanimously. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, why What is? Why did they do this? What was the impetus for them to, hey, let's change the clock around? Now, what's interesting is there's all sorts of crazy repercussions with this, and one of them, I didn't realize this until Wednesday of this week, one of this, one of them affects us in the broadcasting business. You know how it does? No. Because of the fact that there are AM stations that still have what they call daytime-only signals and some AM stations, like our station, crap, we have to change power level between day and nighttime pattern. Okay, so what happens is that this will make, if, you, if they stay with daylight savings time year-round, then what happens is the stations are not allowed to go full power. Some of them are not even allowed to come on the air until what they call sunrise, which is official. There's And it's not the actual sunrise time. There's a chart in the FCC rules and regulations that says from such and such a date to such and such a date, you can't come on the air until 6.15 local time. Okay, so the problem with that is that if they change this, this will change the sunset and the sunrise times as far as the FCC is concerned. And some of these stations won't be able to come on the air till like 7.30 in the morning, which is like, you know, all the way into drive time. Yes, it is. Yes. And then we also talked about the further north you go, the further north you go, the shorter the the days are, the longer their nights. Okay. And they talked about that some places, especially like up, up in Maine and New Hampshire and states like that, they're really north. Even like Minneapolis, well, Minneapolis is, is up there, but it's not It's not like way up on the border. Uh, that if they do this, keeping daylight savings time year-round, that some places won't have sunrise in the, in the summer, I mean in the winter, till like 9.30 in the morning or some crazy time like that. So the kids will be going to the bus stop and it'll be pitch black and I'm going like, okay, why are we doing this? And the crazy thing is, I can see if they're going to keep it on standard time, but why would you pick daylight savings time? I don't, see, that's what I don't understand. Now, the flip side of that is, you know, in the winter, it won't get dark at 445. It'll get dark at 545. Matter of fact, the smartest woman in the, in the world sent me this the other day that just, I think it was Wednesday or maybe even, it was either Wednesday or yesterday. You know the significance of this with the, with the, the, sunset i do not is it the longest sunset of the year no it was the first time the official sunset was after six o'clock so in other words in other words each day is getting longer we hit that day on december 21st typically and then from that point every single day the days get longer so now we're on this we're in this slow cascade 
of every day, the, the, the days get longer, more sunshine, up until we hit usually June 21st, depends upon where the solstice is. Um, anyway, uh, so in other words, between now and June 21st, every single day, the days are longer as far as the daylight time is concerned. So I don't know, you know, it, to me it makes no sense. You know, and not only that is, I forgot about this, they they got rid of, I think they got rid of daylight savings time um, back during the energy crisis in the early 70s. So this is not the first time this has happened. And I don't quite understand it. Does it make any sense to you? No, but I've always, I've never not had daylight savings time, well, ever. Well, no, you, you have, because I think it was, once again, I think it was back in the early 70s. I think that was the deal. Let me look at Dude, that. Dude, I was five. Yeah, so you probably said, Mommy, Mommy. I didn't care about it. Mommy, why is it not dark I didn't now? care what the fox said. <laughs> I just wanted them to do the fogger for the mosquitoes. Hold on a minute. <laughs> and I just wanted to hear, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? <laughs> and then, of course, I would hear, if it's not right, we'll make it right. Thank you. Here's my address. Isn't it sad that all these young kids have grown up without that? Um, yes, it is. Okay, here we go. Daylight savings time was first implemented in the United States with Standard Time Act of 1918. So it's been over 100 years. A wartime measure for seven months during World War One, in the interest of adding more daylight hours to conserve energy resources year-round DST, our wartime was implemented again during World War II. So, and I believe it was also, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was also put into, um, uh, let me see that. I'm trying to see, read this stuff. Saving daylight. Yes. As a matter of fact, here's a poster from, from United States. Uh, uh, a poster from uh, says saving daylight set the clock ahead one hour and win the war this is like u.s coal supplies in other words it's showing that save save one million tons of coal by using an extra hour of daylight that's where they're saying okay so let me go way back here dst procedure politics religion sport terminology computing permanent okay permanent here we go this is the permanent daylight savings time um a move to permanent daylight savings time sometimes advocated and is currently implemented in some jurisdictions such as Argentina, Belarus, Ireland, Kyrgyzstan, Morocco, Namibia, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it says, it, it says uh, similarly, Yukon is classified as being in the mountain time zone. United Kingdom and Ireland put clocks forward by an extra hour during World War II, experimented with year-round summertime between 68 and 60, uh, 71. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu, I think it goes on the very end here. Um, boy, this is a long article. This is Wikipedia. And okay, here we go. Current public opinion polls show mixed results with few ever reporting a true majority sentiment. Surveys reported between 2021 and 2022 by the National Sleep Foundation, UGov, CBS, and Monmouth University indicate more Americans would prefer permanent DST. A 2019 survey by National Opinion Research Center and a 2021 survey by Associated Press indicate more Americans were preferred permanent standard time. National Sleep Foundation, UGov, Monmouth Institute polls lean significantly in favor of saving daylight savings time made permanent. Monmouth University polled report 44% of uh, people preferred year-round DST, 13% per, preferring year-round standard time. I don't, I just don't understand it. I mean, it's like, what's the old saying? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, what problem does it create that we move our clocks around? You know, 
I mean, they've always done it in my life. Now, so I don't know. Think about this. What would John Schneider and Jason Manich, um, Minor Shagan, <laughs> Minor Shagan, what would they do? They wouldn't <laughs> be able. They wouldn't be able to tell you, hey, check your smoke detector batteries, because you're always supposed to check your smoke detector batteries when you do. When you change the when time. you change times. So the fire departments wouldn't be able to do that anymore. Look, nope. at, look at that. And people might die in fires because they didn't change their smoke detector batteries because we didn't have times to do it, right? Am well, I, that is true. I but... mean, think about that. People could die because they didn't check their smoke detector batteries because the fire departments didn't remind them that during changing back and forth between DST and central time or standard time that we didn't check our smoke detector batteries and poor families would burn up because of the fact that their smoke detector batteries were dead and they didn't know it. Okay. Hey, Shelly, what time is it? 6.59. BS.show, a song from when men were men and women were women, and you didn't get confused at all. That's <laughs> That is so true. The Outsiders, and one of those songs that when stereo first came in, everybody's like, well, let's have fun with it. So in that case, vocals are hard left, uh, drums are sort of in the middle, Trumpets hard right. God, that sounds so good. Time won't let me. And see, now, why did I play that song? A, it's Friday, I can do that. And B, we're talking about time, right? Am I am I like the Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yes. Time won't let me. Move that clock around. Okay. Okay. <laughs> from from here we go again. I get these stories and I'm going like, okay. What's going on? Here's here's the story. Ready for this? Virginia. A guy shoots a woman in his house. Why does she shoot a woman in her house? And matter of fact, it's a couple interesting things. First off, she's naked. And second off, she's attacking the guy with a frying pan. She breaks into this guy's house. She's buck naked. And he whacks her. Or she whacks him with a frying pan. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Or <laughs> here we go. This is the police report. During the course of the investigation, deputies determined that the shooting was the result of a breaking and entering. The homeowner, who heard a noise at the rear of her home, went to the kitchen and observed an unclothed female who was unknown to the homeowner coming to the rear door, at which time she began hitting the homeowner with a cast iron frying pan in the head. The victim was eventually able to kick the woman out of her home and secured the door. But wait, it gets better. Then she went to the homeowner's back door and began turning all the electrical breakers off to the home and started beating on the kitchen window. She yelled the victim to, quote, get out of her house or she was going to kill him and began beating on the victim's door, at which point he discharged a firearm and shot her in the leg. Virginia officials charged Locklear with felony breaking and entering, armed while armed, assault and battery and property damage. 35-year-old suspect is being held without bond pending her arraignment in the Carroll County General District Court. And you know what? She's a very attractive woman. 35 years old. It's going like, okay, what's going on with her? Have you ever done that, Shelly? I mean, I heard that I hear women do that all the time. They get naked and they run around and they, you know, they try to break into people's houses and then hit people over the head with frying pans. <laughs> Have you ever done that before? <laughs> um, I wasn't naked, but I have hit a person over the head with a frying pan. What? What? Oh, say that again. 
No. <laughs> say it again. I need to get it into clear. Um, I will not say it again. You heard me. <laughs> you hit someone over the head with a frying pan? I did. Were you like pretending to be in the cartoons or something like that? Were you were you trying to do a Tom and Jerry impersonation or something like that, or are the the you know, the Simpsons or something like do <laughs> when <Don't>. Sim- when <laughs> no. when Homer gets hit in the head by Marge with a frying pan? Who who did you hit over the head with a frying pan? Uh, Tiffany's biological father. Whoa! You whacked him in the head with a fi- frying pan? Yeah. Should I go any further, or, or do, am I am I walking through a minefield by asking you more questions about he this? He spit in my face and insulted my mother, so and so I y- picked up a frying pan and hit him across the head. How much damage did you do? Did you hit him hard? Nothing. He was fine. He was fine. Yes, he was fine. Well, he was fine. Why did you hit him? He's so fine. Oh, no, he was not that kind of. Fine. <laughs> so. And then I. Beat the crap out of him on the front lawn. What? Oh, good times. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute now. Let's back up a minute for this. So, first off, he spits in your face and insults your mother. Okay. Which nobody can insult my mother. Well, spitting in your face is probably going past that line. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it is. Right, it right. Is. That's nasty but stuff. But I could have dealt with that. Okay, so... Because, you know, I'm a I'm a flighter, not a fighter. So you you're, you were in the kitchen, obviously? Uh, yes. And there's a frying pan hand, handy? No, I went and looked for it, Brad. Yes. <laughs> was it on the stove? It was hot? Did you burn them with it, too? No, I okay. would never do that. So, so you whacked him in the head, and then and then you went outside and duked it out on the front lawn? Yes. <laughs> Did you live in Ladue at the time? No. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think of a couple of zip codes I could l- name off that I'm thinking to myself, okay, that could happen to, yeah, yeah, 6-3, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that happened in 6-3, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't probably happen in 6-3, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, so, you, so you beat him up on the front lawn? Yes. Like I was nine and nine months pregnant. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let, let's let's go back a minute here. Okay, so you're pregnant with Tiffany. Yes. Your husband spits at you, spits you, spits in your face, says nasty things about your mother. You grab yes. a frying pan and you whack him on the head. Okay. Yes. So how did you end up on the front lawn? I was leaving. You were leaving. And he followed you out. Yes. And he followed you out, and he tried to stop you. If I remember correctly, I don't know. It's only been forty years. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't have the frying pan anymore? No. And oh. his face is not imprinted on it. <laughs> it doesn't say Faberware or whatever it is on his Faberware. On his no, head we, now. We were cast iron people. Oh, cast iron people. <laughs> and these are if forty years ago this is pre Teflon, so it, yeah. it it is a good chance that some of his skin stuck to the frying pan, right? Um <laughs> It so, wasn't hot. So, so you're nine months pregnant, and you're beating him up on the front the front lawn. I mean, he were you... insulted my mother. Brad. I get it. Did you not but, hear me? Yes, but but okay. You're nine months pregnant, so you're duking it out with your husband on the front lawn. Were you like on the ground duking it out? No, I was standing up. And you're punch. If I was on the ground, I wouldn't be able to get back up. And you're punching him. Yes. Is he punching back? No. He did not. 
So did you land? Because we were on the front lawn. Are you? Well, of course, on the front lawn. He did. The rules are, you know about this. The rules are that men are not allowed to fight back on the front lawn. Backyard, different situation. But front exactly. yard, front yard, men are not allowed to fight back. Yes, exactly. Okay, right. So, so now, now hold on a minute. So, you were punching him in the face, or like you know, body shots, or what were you doing? I was. Well, it was in his face because I was more slapping him than punching him, but. I did punch him. Hmm. He really made me mad. The smartest woman says, move on, that I shouldn't be asking you questions about exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, smartest woman in the world. So so you were you were punching him in the gut. No, I didn't punch him in the gut. It was more of a facial thing. You are whacking him. And then him. he sat there and had, you know, like bruises on his face. And people were going, were well, you beaten up by your little pregnant wife? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said that? I don't know, some of his workmates. Let's move on. Well, no, so he went to work and he had bru- bruises on his face. And evidently. And his and his his bro his bro coworkers, hey, 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 what happened to you? Did you get hit by a truck? No, my nine month pregnant ex wife beat the crap out of me. What? What kind of a man are you? See that's actually that's you back can't in the day. Get a divorce if you're pregnant. Well, you told me that. And I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That turns out to be. I thought that was that was Shelly. You investigated it, didn't you? I, I thought that was Shelly BS, and you're exactly right. There's a law in the state of Missouri that says you can't get a divorce if you're pregnant. Why would I lie about that? Well, you Brad? can file for a divorce, but you can't officially get divorced because Correct. there's the custody issue. Yeah, the whole thing. Right, yeah. and then you have to wait six months after you have the baby. What? Yeah. Seriously? Uh huh. By then, his bruises were probably all healed up, right? <laughs> <laughs> So he deserved it. He knew it. Oh, so oh, so okay. So now I'm really curious. You're about, not going to move on, are you? <laughs> I I am. I'm going to move on to. Let's say the next day. Were you still in the same house with this guy? Was I what, please? Still in the same house with this guy? No, I moved. I had moved back to my parents, and um. So this is what this was your old house that you cohabitated in. No. This was at somebody this else's is house? This a house that he was renovating. Oh, he was fixing the house up. Yes. Well, if he's renovating, why didn't you hit him with a hammer? If you had like a hammer around or something like that. You know, because, why? Because I don't know. You couldn't, or why didn't you, why didn't you get like a, and you know, one of those. It wasn't premeditated, Brad. Why don't you get one of those air powered. It was a spur of the moment thing. Why don't you grab his air powered, you know, nailer and. Poof, 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 Ooh, no, put, no, no. Put no, a couple no, nails no, in him no, like no. that. You could nail him. Mm-hmm. Or why didn't you get like. Like the planer and like, you know, take off some of his skin or stuff like Stop that. Stop it. <laughs> Why did you get Stop. his Move air on. compressor and, you know, put it somewhere, you know, fit it up somewhere and then watch him expand like, expand like a balloon and float up in the air like they do in the, in the cartoons, you know, where they blow somebody up, you know, and they, and they float up in the air. What was that noise again, sir? I'm sorry. <laughs> they, that's, that's, that's the, that's the balloon being blown up. <laughs> <laughs> So, so hold it. You go over to where you're going to continue on with this. Aren't so, you? well, because inquiring minds want to know. Matter of fact, no, I ju- they really could. I'm on my Brad. <laughs> 14th text. Keep going, keep going, keep going. This is fascinating. We want to hear the whole story. Uh, That's a lie. <laughs> so, so he's renovating a house. You go over yes. and have a throwdown with him at this house, right? Yes. Okay. Why did you go over there? 
Oh, because he wanted to talk things out and blah, blah, blah. And obviously things didn't it work. It didn't go well. It didn't go well. Okay. This house was disgusting. He was renovating it, you yeah. know, like they do now. Right. He was flipping it. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't his house. He was doing it for someone. He was one of the flippers people. Before they were flippers. Right, right, right. Yeah. And <laughs> and, and quite frankly, he... um. It was nasty, and he wanted to... Oh, you're, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. What? I found the sound from from this attack when your husband, who was working for the Flippers, he was... Hold it. Here's... Okay, here's... Here's here, here, here here's the first punch. Boonk! Oh, that was him! <laughs> yeah, sure. Shelly... Here's here's the frying pan on the head. Bunk. Oh, Brad. Here's the Shelly. What else were you going to talk about? I didn't here's, mean to hijack your your uh here's, here's your the, moment. Here's the Shelly punch to the gut, and here's his reaction. Because okay. because moving on. He was working for the flippers. Uh, I just got that. <laughs> that was cute. Moving on. I'm sorry. And we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking. Oh, oh my God. I'm getting another. And we stop. I'm getting another one. I'm getting people saying, oh, this is fascinating. Keep going. This is keep going. No, they're probably going, please stop her from talking. <laughs> no, they're saying, please stop me from talking. Okay. We'll, we'll move on. So we start off with a naked woman who bake, breaks into a guy's house, whacks him over the head with a frying pan, and you talk about your frying pan story. Okay. How about this? What? Walmart is closing its last two stores in Portland, Oregon. So there's no more stores besides those last two? Uh Here's already the story. Walmart announced its plans to close its final two locations in Portland, Oregon at the end of March. Why? Guess why? Because of um, uh, crime. Yes, because people are stealing the store blind. And and Oregon has one of the, you know, and Oregon has like the Kim Gardner thing going on where, oh, you stole you stole a big screen TV and, and a stereo and, and you went into the tire department and stole four tires. Oh, well, let me think. Uh, big screen TV, $800. Nope, not going to charge you for that. Tires, $200 a piece. Nope, not going to charge you for that. Now, if you would have stolen the Walmart truck outside, then we would have gotten you for auto theft. But it's steal stuff in the store? Nope, 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 nope. Yes, the theft is so high, they've already closed their other stores in Portland. They only have two stores left. They're getting out of Portland, Oregon. And th- I'm not making this story up. This is honest to God true story. You know, story. it's really a shame that it went down like that because I've heard nothing but positive things about Portland over the years. And now people don't even want to go there. Uh, the closures, here we go. The closures, which will result in nearly 600 employees being laid off, come after a statement by Walmart CEO Doug McMillan in uh, December 2022, noting that record-breaking retail theft had undercut the company's economic performance of late. Quote, theft is an issue. It's higher than what was has historically been. No S. You know what I mean? <laughs> like He told NBC, uh, prices, quote, will be higher and stores will close. The executive added if Oregon authorities failed to address rampant shoplifting. 
Companies shuttering stores in Portland has become increasingly common. Last year, a clothing store rained PDX shut down operations with the company specifically citing the cost of doing business in the wake of historic retail theft. Quote, small businesses and large cannot sustain doing business in our city's current state. We have no protection of rec- or recourse against the criminal behavior that goes unpunished. Later posted on the company store read, our city is in peril. They're going to close. And, and in similar vein, Nike and Cracker Barrel closed locations in 2022 with companies citing similar reasons. All in Portland. Really? Yes. I mean, it's 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 crazy. That's really tragic. Well, it, but it's gotten to the point where it's like, you know, if there aren't, think about this for a minute. If if there were no speed limits, okay? I mean, let's say there are no speed limits. All of a sudden, Governor Parson comes on TV this afternoon and says, hey, you know what? Missouri is a, we, we got constitutional carry. We're going to have constitutional driving. You want to drive 100 miles an hour, it says in the Constitution, you can drive 100 miles an hour. You can drive 100 miles an hour. So all of a sudden, unless you're driving a Tesla, <laughs> well, the crazy part of it is they're going to be nutbags that if they like said, they said there's no speed limit. OK, there's going to be people who are still going to, you know, go down the interstate. Maybe instead of going five miles over the speed limit, they're going 10, maybe 15. But then you got the people who are going to be coming out of St. Charles County, you know, in their Dodge Viper at 160 miles an hour. Oh, man, no speed limit. I will get a ticket. You know, and then what will happen is. People from all over the country will come to Missouri. I think it used to be Montana had no speed limit. There was, I think, a stretch of either I-80 or I-90. I can't remember which one goes through Montana. I think it was Montana that had no speed limit for a while. And it got so crazy, and so many people were killed. I told you this story that I heard this interview with the guy who was the public service director for the state of Minnesota uh, during the pandemic. This is like going back to like 2021. And he said that the number of speeding tickets that the state highway patrol in Minnesota had given out for violations in excess of 100 miles an hour had quadrupled. You know, So in other words, four times as many people were driving just, you know, and once again, he said over 100 miles an hour. I think he said they had one instance where the guy was clocked at like 145. Now, the problem with that is that first off, if you're, you know, somebody like uh, Kenny Wallace or, you know, some of the other race car drivers, you know what? To them, driving the interstate 65 miles an hour is like a walk in the park. But when you get into a car and do 130, 140 miles, miles an hour, all it takes is one little tiny thing to go wrong and you become a rolling piece of metal down the highway. You know what I'm saying? I do. All it takes is a tire to go down a little bit or and because the margin of error and not only that, you know, I'm a nerd about this kind of stuff. There are speed ratings on your tires, and if you know this or not, but there's various speed ratings. And most cars, the tires are not rated that fast. Unless you're what driving. What are they rated for? Well, they're they they're rated for various speeds. They're, you know, and and if you get like a Corvette, the the tires are speed rated for like 160 miles an hour. I believe your average tire is rated at like 80 or 90 miles an hour. That's that's the speed you're in in aircraft. It would be VNE, but vehicle or, or velocity never exceed. But you're never you're not supposed to go faster than that. Like once again, unless you're on race car tires, unless you're on like some super expensive Michelins or some Nitos or something like that. A- anyway, you're not supposed to be flying you know down the highway at like 120, 130 miles an hour. But once again, if they say, hey, you know, hey, no problem. You know, see, that's what's going on with the shoplifting. Hey, come on in. 
Hey, you want you want a new stereo? Hey, there it is right there. You want a new computer? Oh, what's over here? You want that big old, big old, big screen TV? Yeah, just take it. And I know friends of mine, I know family members of mine who worked in retail. And I know one particular high-end story store that one of my family members worked in that they were specifically told, if someone steals something, just let them go. Don't try to stop them. Don't do anything. Just let them go. And in this particular store, people would come in and they would know the people because they'd been there before stealing stuff. They'd come in and they would go right for the expensive clothes. You know, going to take this, going to take this, going to take this, going to take this. Out the door they go. Nobody says anything. Now, see, I still say, you know how we could save the world? How? Paintball. Okay, hmm. we have, what we do is... I think Velcro. No, we issue paintball guns to people like in stores. And what you have, you have like a couple different colors. You have red is if they if they came into your store and they accosted somebody or they tried to rob the store. Green would be like if they tried to steal some stuff. And pink would be if they tried to, you know, change their clothes and change their, their sexuality in the, in, the, in the dressing room. Anyway, so what you do is when you see some guys stealing stuff, you as the store manager, you grab your paintball gun and you, you load it up with the proper color. Okay, the guy's stealing clothes. Boom, 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 boom. You put about four paintball splats on him, you know, boom, 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 boom. And then you call the police. Hey, this guy just came in and stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, we went out in the parking lot and we got his car too. Yeah, we got, you look at the back of his car, he's got three paintball splots just on the trunk, you know, and I got him in the back on his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you pull him over and, you know, sir, you've got green paintball splotches on your car and your shirt. You're in jail. Come with me. Where are these handcuffs? You have the right to remain silent. Anything you you can and will say will be used against you. And we aren't kidding. This is not Kim Gardner territory. You're going to spend 30 years in jail for stealing that leather jacket. That's the way things should be, don't you think? I do. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, if someone is really bad, if they're really doing something horrible, something terrible, they'll call in Shelly and she'll come whack them with a frying pan. <laughs> Should have never told you. Seven twenty-six. My bad. It's one of Shelly's favorite songs, so I play it. And you know what? What's interesting is Shelly is actually she plays on that song. I do what? She plays on that song. She's playing an instrument in that song. She's playing the frying pan on that song. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, I have no regrets. I live my life with no regrets. Oh. I now have one. Oh, did you tell me that story? Yes. Uh, that you whacked your, your husband in the head with a frying pan. Yes. And you know what? You know what happened? We've got recording of after he got hit in the head. You know what he said? This is him. Yeah, I do know what he said. This is what, this is what he said. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. That's what he said. <laughs> That's not what he said, actually. 732. Okay. The smartest woman in the world just sent me another article about the same thing, about them closing all the Walmart stores in Portland because they can't make any money because everybody's stealing everything. You know, it's just that I – here's what I don't understand. Okay. If you see that – let's say you come outside one morning and get in your car and as you walk to your car – you realize it's tilting one way and you say, why, why, why is my car tilting this way? And you get out and you look that one of your tires is flat. And I you, just turn my ignition on and look at the uh, tire. 
pressure well, gauge. Okay, but but let's say you're like me and you got a hoopty, you don't have that on your fancy schmancy car like Shelly does. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you look at your tire and it's flat. Do you say, "Oh my God, my tire's flat. I'm just going to have to junk the car." No. You fix it, okay? Right. You put some air in or you Yeah, know, I call AAA. Right. You you call or AAA. You, or yeah, you call me if you're like my if you're <laughs> like my niece, you call me that your car doesn't work. Okay. So um see, some things are so obvious. You know, if your house is on fire, you come home and you drive up in the driveway and your house is on fire, you dial nine one one, right? You call the fire department. And drop <laughs> stop, drop and roll. Right. Well you hopefully you're not in fire. I mean, you know, once again, but yet it's so obvious that these things go on in our, our community now. You see people, you know, robbing stores and stuff like that. Okay, instead of making it more, you know, uh, more advantageous for them to steal by essentially saying, whoa, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna arrest you unless you steal more than nine. I think it's in California. You have to steal over $900 worth of stuff. Okay, do you imagine, can you imagine how much stuff you could take? Uh, can you imagine if you went to Schnooks? And you go, well, I'm going to fill my cart up. You go back to the meat section, T-bone steak, T-bone steak. You know, you go to the pizza section, you know, DiGiorno's pizza. You know, it's expensive stuff. You're, you know, you're not eating jacks like me. You're eating this expensive stuff, okay? You fill your cart up with $850 worth of stuff. You got your little calculator to go, okay. And you just walk right out of the schnooks and go like, well, they can't stop me. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that we don't have that in Missouri, but let's say that that was in, Schnooks was in Portland, Oregon. And you just walk out of the store with like $850 worth of stuff and nobody says anything to you. I mean, pretty soon it's to the point where everybody's going to be doing it. And that's the problem. You know, once again, I'm a libertarian. I'm not an anarchist. I don't believe that you should be able to see. Did somebody call you an anarchist? No. The problem is when you say, (laughs) when you tell people you're a libertarian, they go, oh, so you're not for any laws. No. Libertarians believe. You're a liberal. No. Libertarians believe. The interesting part of that is, is that libertarians and liberal are sort of, the derivation of the word is very similar. But anyway, the idea being is you essentially say there are too many laws. That's what libertarians think. Too much government interference, too many laws, too many, too much this, too much that. Matter of fact, it was interesting. You know, when remember this 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 goofy thing called the the uh, what is it, the Deficit Reduction Act or whatever it is. You know, which essentially is not anything or the Inflation Reduction Act that they passed that they're going to hire what eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. There was an interesting, interesting uh, little conversation that happened uh, in a, in a, in a, uh, I think it was a Senate or either a Senate or House of Representative hearing. You know where they put the bring the people in, the senators and the representatives grill these people, and they had this dude in from the IRS. And what they're talking about is they're talking about I don't know if you know this. They're talking about putting in this very strict systems for tip reporting. Okay, so you and I at one point of our lives both worked for tips. You were a waitress, right? I was a curb boy, okay? And we had a deal where we declared our tips. Well, I don't know about you, but you know, our deal was and we had a where I worked you at only Steak had and, to claim 8% of your sales. Right. We had a standard declaration. That when yeah. I worked at when I worked at Steak and Shake, you had a standard declaration. Now, some nights you made more than that, some nights you didn't make that, okay? But now they're going for this thing where they're going like the, the it's some crazy weird system where the, the the restaurant has to report this and they have to report that and they have to do this and they have to do that. Anyway, they got this guy from the IRS 
who is, you know, on the hot seat with one of the representatives, and I believe it was a woman representative, she asked him point blank, um, hey, when this Deficit Reduction Act thing came around, they said that you're going to hire 87,000 more IRS agents, um, and you said you're not going to investigate anybody under 400000 Are you telling me there are waiters and waitresses making $400,000 a year? And the guy wouldn't answer. Because you know as well as I do that when they put 87,000 IRS agents on the street, they're not going to be going after people who are making $500,000 a year. They're going to be going after you and me. You know yes. what I mean? And they're going to be going after the lady who works at, at the restaurant, you know, or the, the dude or the dudette who works as a, as, as a waiter or, or the Uber guy that, you know, can, you know, that, hey, you know, you, you pay for it. And I don't know if you've done this before. When I've done Uber before, I've given cash tips. You know what I mean? I try to do that. Right, yeah. right. I mean, you you can do it on the on the on the platform, but I have given like you know, hey, guys, really nice. I had an Uber about a last month. I was dropping a car off. Matter of fact, I was I don't know if I told you this. I was picking up my car up at up at um, Complete Auto Body, and um, I the uh, Uber guy was really nice, really nice truck. He picked me up in a Ford F one fifty. I'm thinking to myself, man, I'd love to have this. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Did a great job. Got me there on time the whole bit, and I gave him a five. You know, in addition. So you know what? They're going after that guy. They're going after that yeah. guy that takes that $5 bill, puts it in his pocket. Well, I didn't yes. report that. And I'm going like, okay, come on. You know, and then and then Biden comes out yesterday with his new thing. and I saw that. Oh, more tax, tax. And, you know, it's crazy. For the rich people. I'm like, seriously? Well, You've never taxed the rich people oh, like you do the regular people. Well, they pay more. Huh? The rich people, if you go, if you look at the statistics... The people who make like a hundred thousand dollars a year or more pay like ninety percent of the taxes in the country. It's it's significant, yes. Right, and the people who are making like not much, some of them don't pay anything because they get the what the earned income tax and stuff like that. Anyway, you know, I was watching something last night. I watch all sorts of weird stuff on YouTube, and I'm watching this video from this guy who owns a car lot, and it was a video he did a couple days ago. He's going to the auction, and. Here's what he's buying at the auction. You know what he's buying at the auction? I do not. Tax return cars. <laughs> That's what? what? He's, buying, he's buying cars. Yeah. This, this is the time of the year when people get their tax returns. He says that used car lots have huge increases of sales in April and May because people get their income tax returns. So, And he says typically... The people that he's going after are people who can't afford a new car, but they can afford like a three, four, five, six thousand dollar car. So he's going to the auction. He's buying like thousand dollar cars. At the auction. He go back to his place, fix up a little bit, and let's say he buys it for a thousand bucks, and he puts, you know, let's say he puts a thousand into it, fix it up, puts new tires on it, maybe tunes it up the whole bit. He puts it on his lot for forty nine ninety five, and somebody comes with their tax return, and they buy the car. And I'm thinking to myself, see, you know, you know, here we go. You know what's wrong with that picture? No. What's wrong with that picture is if you go to a bank and you say, hey, I want a loan, but I don't want to pay you any interest. I want you to give me $10,000 and I'll come back in three years and I'll repay that $10,000. And the bank will say, okay, that's fine. Well, the bank doesn't make any money doing that. They make their money by charging you interest, okay? Right. When you do that with your tax return, you're giving the money to the government for free. You're giving too much money. You're overpaying the government for your taxes. And the government is sitting on your money, not paying you interest. And then back in, you know, in April or May, when you get your tax return, you're getting your money back. It would be like me saying, hey, Shelly, let me borrow 
$2,000. I come to you like in, in October. Hey, let me borrow $2,000 from you, Shelly. I'll give it back to you in April. How much are you going to give back to me in April? $2,000. You go, okay, that's a deal. <laughs> you know, how many people would do that? Not many. And that's I what, would do that. But see, that's what's crazy about it is because the little guy, and I mean little guy in air quotes, little guy meaning he doesn't have a tax attorney, he doesn't have a tax accountant, he doesn't understand how the system works. And he overpays his taxes, and then he's all excited because he gets some of his money back. And this guy's selling him a used car because he knows that when, you know, when he comes back, and it's interesting, what's the guy buying? It's pretty interesting. It's, see, I love these kind of stories because this is the stuff you learn about businesses. I find it fascinating. One of the things, you and I have talked about this, one of the things that you and I have, which I, I really seriously enjoy, when you and I go out and meet clients and we get to know their business, we try to help them by advertising. You know, we suggest, hey, why don't you promote this? Let's change the copy to do this. Let's put an ad on our website that says this. We get to know their business by, you know, being with them, asking them, okay, if it's a seasonal business, what sells this time of the year? And what would you like to sell more of this time of the year? And what do you, what would you like to sell in July or whatever? And we adjust the, the ads, okay? So, the situation is with your average Joe and Josephine, your average dude and dudette, they don't understand the way finances work, and therefore they don't have a tax attorney, they don't have a financial advisor, they don't have a you know a, you know a an accountant and all that kind of stuff. They think, oh my God, this is great, I get my money back, and it's usually like Joe Sixpack guy who's going and buying like you know three, four, five thousand dollar car. You know, now I'm not making fun of that because. Guess what? I drive around in a three hundred dollar car. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Sure you do. I do. I got a th- I got a three hundred dollar car and a five hundred dollar car. You know, and so like you know, it's I get it, but but see, that's what's sad about the fact that people are just oblivious to what goes on in the world and what goes on in their own personal world with their finances and things like that. You know, I mean, what you should yeah, be doing you know. is you should be going in and saying, okay put in less deductions or, or, you know, when you do your, what do you, was your W-2 or whatever you put together, your thing where you declare your, you, when you fill out all that stuff and you get hired for a job, you know, but nobody gets that because they want a tax return, you know, but it's good for the car dealers, right? Yeah, but if you don't work, how can you get a tax return? Oh, the government gives you money. You don't work. Hey, you're on unemployment. Here's $10,000. We know you need it. Hey, that's what they're doing in the city. They're doing, um, Tashar Jones is going to give $500. What city did I hear the other day? They're talking about they're going to give everybody, all the homeless people are going to give them $1,000 a month. Just $1,000 a month. Hey, it's $1,000. Do you know how hard people work for $1,000 hey, a month? Hey, don't tell me about it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's $12,000 a year. My first job in radio, I made, I made what? hundred? Oh, let me figure this out. How much did I make? I made... Well, how much money in the gov working for the government back in '86? I made like five dollars and eighty-six cents an hour. Well, I made less than that. My first job in radio. Where's my calculator? Here, my calculator. Yeah, but you're. I made one fifty a week times fifty-two. I made seventy-eight hundred a year. My first job in radio. One five zero times fifty-two, seven thousand eight hundred dollars a year. And I lived by myself. I had an apartment. Of course, my rent was like 125 a month. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, where could you find an apartment for 125 a month now? Matter of fact, you know what's crazy about this? Driving up and down 364 in St. Charles what's County, that? do we have enough apartment buildings yet? <laughs> no, because we don't have enough 
I mean, car washes. Yeah, do we have enough apartment buildings? Do we have enough car washes in St. Charles County? No, we need more. Matter fact, we need more stinking car washes. Here's what they should be doing. They should be building a car wash at every new apartment complex. Every new apartment you complex. Know, that's really not a bad <laughs> Every new apartment complex. Idea. There's the one right there at 364 between Harvester and, and Jungerman. Then there's the new ones the, on the other side of 364 at Mid-Rivers. Then there's the new ones going on out there. Uh, oh, by the way, by the way, the first couple houses have sprouted from the ground out there in Cottleville in the flood zone. You know what I'm talking about where they did all that, that they Western Guttermuth? You know what I'm talking about? Guttermuth? Yeah, Guttermuth. Isn't that Guttermuth, whatever they call it? Uh, yeah. Anyway, the first couple of houses are sprouted in that landfill out there. And then there's a part. I don't know where the landfill is. Oh, my God. They've been out there forever working on that. They brought all that. that, that there's that, that like barren like floodplain out there between Guttermuth and Highway K. It goes on and on and on and on. When you drive, you know, on that section of 364, you're driving like on the Bonneville Flats where it's flat as a board because you're driving. And there's that creek there. That's, I think that's Darting Creek that runs wrong there. They, they like for three years, have been filling in the dirt there, and they're, they're finally building a couple of houses. I don't know if I'd want to have a house there. What? I don't know if I'd want to have a house there. Where? I, 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 and you know, out there on a, on a floodplain where they pulled the floodplain out of the ground. It's like, I, yeah, that's, you know, would you have flood insurance? But they claim it's out of the floodplain. It's yeah, so- well, there's a lot of people in St. Peter's that were out of the floodplain that were told that they didn't need insurance, and then they got flooded and lost everything. Yeah, look at the poor people in the poor businesses in downtown St. Peter's that you and I went exactly. and visited. Yes. And and even that new shopping center they built on the other side, you know, where I think I think I think like the I think like Outback got some water in that, you know, the new Outback, and I think that what's the 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 seafood place. Uh, the guy that has a couple others, he has one on um, Olive, what's it called? What's the guy's name? The Gulf Shrimp Place? Yes, the Gulf Shrimp Place flooded. You know, uh, did Gulf, it? Yeah, Gulf, a bunch of those businesses. Those, bunch of those I new, did not know that. A bunch of those new businesses flooded. I mean, the new businesses. They just built right across from Mid-River's Mall Drive. Yes. Water water came up. So that's that's all floodplain right there. They pulled that out of the floodplain. The, they just built that new Auto Nation floodplain. You know, the what is it, the CarMax floodplain. You know, that Lufus dealership, floodplain, all floodplain. They brought it out of the floodplain, but yet they didn't bring it out far enough. Huh. Boy, they should live in Warren County. They would learn their lesson there. It's <laughs> <laughs> If they don't, you could tell them. Right, I can tell them all about that. 748. Yes, you can. Uh, one of my favorite all-time songs, Judy in Disguise. Judy in Disguise. <laughs> you don't like that? I'd I do love- like that song. <laughs> You do like that song? I do. John Fred and his Playboy Band. That's what the name of the group was. John uh-huh. Fred and, and his Playboy Band. And then there was Gary Lewis. What was the year that was played? Judy in Disguise. God, that's long before you were born, I believe. Hold on a minute. You were born in what, 86? Yeah. Judy and... I was three when I had Tiffany. <laughs> you were four when you hit your ex-husband over the head with a frying pan, right? Sure. He deserved everything he got. Okay, Judas this guy's year. Okay, well, okay, he well. did. Uh, Nineteen sixty-five. Yeah, I was a year old. That was uh, a number one song, I believe. June disguised with glasses. Wikipedia. Uh, da, 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 da. Pop rock. Two fifty-five chart performance. 
Yes, hit number one. Number one in Australia, number one in Austria, number one in Belgium, number one in Canada, number one in Germany, number one in South Africa, number one in Switzerland, number one in, in it not only it was it was uh UK, it only made it number three in the United Kingdom and US Billboard Hot One Hundred. Um, number one, and also used to be a, a magazine called Cashbox, which also did ratings of records. That was number one. Huge hit. Judy in Disguise. And unfortunately, John Fred and his Playboy band goes down in the annals, or excuse me, the annals of history. <laughs> now that was funny. Sounds as, like something I would have said. As being another one-hit wonder. You know, isn't that sad? You got like these groups that like work their entire life, and then they get one hit and then they're gone. And then they just disappear. You know? Yeah. You know? I'm still working. It is sad, actually. Well, at least they had one hit. I've had zero hits. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, back when I played my band in high school, it was Brad Hildebrand and the Electric Rock, Alkaline Rock, uh, uh, Golden Underwear Jam Band. That's the name of our group. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a band playing down in my basement one time when my parents were gone called J-Bong and the One Hits. <laughs> Here we go again. So here's we're unearthing <laughs> Shelly history. So you had a band in your basement when your parents were on vacation playing, and the name of the band was what Johnny Bong and the One Hits. Was that what you said? Jay Bong and the One Hits. <laughs> Jay Bong and the One Hits. Where did you find Jay Bong and the One Hits from? Um, Steve <laughs> Frazier was, um. The bass player, and I, he was my friend. So you said, hey, well, my parents are out of town. Why don't you bring your band over, right? Totally a mistake because my parents had an Airstream that they kept by the side of the garage. Right. And the neighbors next door, um, evidently there were people peeing by the Airstream because they didn't want to come inside. And Well, hold on a minute now. If you go out to anybody who sells, if you go out camping, there's a sign. Like if you go out to the KOA or the Yogi Berra campgrounds out there in Eureka, there's a sign that says, only pee next to Airstream. So that's perfectly uh-huh. legal. That's, okay. That's well, what it thank says. You, Brad. It says, matter of fact, because, you know, the reason for that, since they're made out of aluminum, the urine has a tendency to preserve the the aluminum, the bare aluminum from, from oxidizing. So... Mm-hmm. That you know, it's you're, it's that was completely BS. No, it's but true. Thank you. So, so you're you're the people at your party are going out and and relieving themselves next to your parents' airstream, right? Yes, in between <laughs> the airstream and my parents' house and uh, the neighbors. Shelly, you know what? It just doesn't get any better. Today is one of those high points in our career where, first off, you tell me about hitting your ex-husband at the time he was your husband over the head with a frying pan. And, yes. and now you tell so me deserved. about about Jay Bong and the one hits playing in your basement and your friends urinating on your parents' airstream. No, they weren't my friends because you know as well as anybody that you say that there's a party going on, right? And you're you know teenish, you're there. Well, what are you talking about teenish? I mean, when you're like your 80s, like me, last week I crashed four parties. Whatever. Four parties on Friday night. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Where were they? Oh, one was in Ladue, one was in Frontenac, one was in one was in uh, uh, Huntley, and the other one was in Town & Country. Four of them sure. in one night. Yeah. Brad, I, I believe you. Yeah. 
And I just, Not at all. you know how I was able to crash those parties? How? I wore my, t- my tuxedo and they thought I was one of these servers. I just walked in and, and it was crazy because one guy comes up to me and says, pardon me, but do you have do any you gray poupon? <laughs> is that what he said? Yes, that's what I said. No, that's what he said. I said, oh, no, I'm sorry, sir. We don't, we're out of gray poupon. <laughs> okay. We're done. <laughs> we are? Yeah. Should I? Pl- oh, it's 7.58. You know, I didn't play my last song last week. Should I not play it again this year? I mean, this week? Sure you should. No, I, we'll just leave. Well, it's 7.59. We got to so. leave anyway, so we just we won't play my last song. Okay. Well, everybody, it's been a great week, hasn't it, Brad? Yes. Yes. It's been great. I Short found out about, about... Have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Peace and I fly. It's been amazing because I found out about Jay Bong and the One Hits. <laughs> they were a one hit. And player. I found out about about Shelly whacking her husband over the head with a frying pan. And because what was he doing? He was working for the flippers. <laughs> he was actually a dog catcher. He was a dog catcher. Yes. Oh, we got to take up that up on Monday. <laughs> Okay. He was, what are they called now? Oh, vector control or something like that. They give him some. Vector control. <laughs> right. Yes. That's what they do. They call this one. Okay. We have to go. Okay. Bye. 7.59. Peace. Oh, damn it. I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> Way to go, Brad. Oh, we like. Oh, oh you know. Hold it's on. It's 8 o'clock now. I know it's 8 o'clock. Hold on a minute. You know what? What? Hold on. You oh, know what? I love this song. Oh. Well. Well, here. Okay, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. I will just do... But you know what? It's going to get screwed up. I'm going to play... Okay, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm just going to do the ID. KRAP AM Washington. K296HA Washington. And we're done, but here's Shelly's favorite song. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.